Today's episode of the Open Pantry Podcast is brought to you by me, Sean from Open Pantry Consulting. Make sure if you're opening a restaurant or starting to scale your restaurant that you come and check out what I'm doing at openpantryconsulting.com. Everything around operations analysis, recruitment, or data analytics. Everything to get your restaurant, cafe, or bakery on the better side of this crisis. Let's keep going with the show. Welcome to another podcast, but before we get into it, I really want to talk to you about Restoke, which is a revolutionary back-of-house automation platform, which is purpose-built for hospitality and developed with one core belief in mind, that is that time is a business owner's most valuable asset and it should be reclaimed using tech and data. And you know how much we've been talking about that over the last few months since the crisis of COVID. Tech and data is so important for hospitality owners moving forward. The Restoke team have set out to make sure that your restaurant runs smoother with better operations and an easy-to-use setup and platform that's beneficial for both single-site and multi-location organizations. At the end of the podcast, tune in for a second little bit of this episode and we'll talk about how you can get Restoke in your venue with a special subscription offer. But for now, let's get into the program. Welcome to another Open Pantry podcast in this, which is Refocus Week. I'm very lucky to have Trinity Bond, the owner of EnviroChill. EnviroChill helps food service venues reduce waste and achieve the highest standards in food safety by providing and monitoring and oh, providing and monitoring hygienic solutions for commercial refrigeration. I knew I was going to stuff that up, Trinity. So it's great to welcome Trinity Trinity to the show. How are you doing, Trinity? Really good, thanks, Sean. Nice I, to have you on. <laughs> I, I trust me, it's going to get better from here. Um, now, the, the reason why I wanted to have you on was because Refocus Week is all about thinking hospitality owners thinking about the things that are really important in their business. And I know that COVID has allowed a lot of managers and owners to really think about the nuts and bolts of their business, the somewhat you know unsexy but critical things in their business moving forward. So it's just a benefit to have you on because food safety and, and making sure that your food waste is right and, and all those kind of things back of house are so, so critical to the profitability and success of venues. So um, it's fantastic to have you on and I want to jump in straight into, you know, how did you start this business and, and how did you start out in your career to get to this point? Yeah, a bit of, bit of an interesting one. I've... Um worked a bit myself um you know i've poured a few beers and waited a few tables in my time Mm -hmm. but um thankfully that was mostly in a little country town before um you know all the big regulations and things came in so you know i have had a bit of exposure in the kitchen and cleaning some plates and done all that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um but it was actually after my first son was born i used to be an executive assistant and i just saw an opportunity advertised one day for a new product that was coming into australia to help food businesses reduce waste, 
uh, save energy costs and improve food safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and having worked in a lot of manufacturing environments before, um, with Kaizen, just-in-time, lean manufacturing, all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I knew how important waste was to the profit- profitability of the business. So mm-hmm. um, to me, it just made sense that if I could help a restaurant owner reduce food waste, that mm. would really have to help them in their business. Um, and I've always been one for, um, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes. Um, it's always been very important to me. Um, so it's just great to have those conversations with business owners and help them um, implement things in their business along those lines that are going to help their business. It's not just just, just not just trying to sell them something for me to make a, a buck. It's mm. to actually really help them, um, and particularly with the temperature monitoring, you know, sleep better at night, prevent food waste, um, and help with their food safety program. Yeah. So, so yeah. for those people listening to this podcast who have no idea what EnviroChill is, like what what is the um, elevator pitch that you normally tell people so I understand? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so um, these days, I guess, we specialise in food safety technology. Mm-hmm. So that covers a range of elements. We provide cold, cold room hygiene services, so we actually go in and physically clean cold rooms to mm. a really high standard. So it's, it's a bit like, um, you know, you and your son getting in there and, and cleaning the car on the weekend yep. or taking it down from the detailers. You know, it's not something you do every week, mm. but you know, it really makes a difference when you have a professional do that and it makes a chef and everyone else's job so much easier. Mm. We also um, provide some hygiene products uh, like ChillSafe that go in and also help to control bacteria and ethylene gas and all those nasties that get in the air in cold rooms. Yeah, right. Um, and then obviously the temperature monitoring technology that we're using. So putting the digital sensors into the fridges mm-hmm. that you know, track the temperatures, take the readings, um, you know, take out that human human risk element mm-hmm. and um, automate something. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, the, the benefit, the biggest benefit I see is that, you know, if something does go wrong with your fridges, you want to know straight away. Yes. You know, if you've shut the doors and you've gone home and, you know, 12 o'clock at night, the fridge goes down. Mm. When you come in the next day, it's far too late to do anything. And that's that's the biggest thing that drives me when I'm uh, promoting this product or service to customers mm-hmm. um, is is saving them from that sort of disaster. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, yeah. the, the walk-in, whether it be a walk-in or whether it be a freestanding fridge or freezer, like the amount of money that is sitting in those pieces of equipment is out is unbelievable when you think about it right um especially things like seafood and meats and all those kind of things um like how often how often do you tell your clients that you should be coming in and doing you know a deep down clean for them in their walk-in you know fridge freezers because i think the industry as a whole does a pretty good job with things like canopy filters and and canopies as a whole but usually that's because it's a fire safety risk right and and yeah but if, if we're talking about a cold room or a freezer, like it's a food safety risk, yeah. but it's 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 often, you know, back of mind, right? We're not we're not thinking about that as much. So how often do you sort of advise people for you to come in and do that job? Um, so it really depends. And I mean, like I can go to some venues that might have, you know, multiple fridges. Mm. And depending on what's in there and how they're used, each of those fridges will have a different level of, um, you know, build up contamination, whatever is going on in there. Um, so generally, I would say at least six months, sometimes six monthly, mm. um, at least one year. 
Yes. Um, because, you know, when we remove, um, so if you look at the fan unit that's inside the cold room, mm-hmm. um, or we call it FDC, that's got a set of coils on the back and usually no one looks up the back there. Yes. And to me, that's the lungs of your cold room. Mm. Okay. Um, everything that's in that air going around your cold room is going through those coils at the back. Mm. And that's where you're going to get the most dirt and the most build up. And that's what impacts on the ability of the cold room to keep the air cold. Yes. Um, how effectively, how efficiently that works. Um, and, you know, so it only takes a little bit of build up on there to affect that energy efficiency and the cooling ability. Yes. So six monthly or 12 monthly, um, once you can start to see it, it's actually affecting the performance. Mm. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, unlike um, the canopy cleaning that you mentioned, it's not um, regulated for insurance or any, anything like that. Yes. But it really does have a big impact on your food safety. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I think um, the people listening to the podcast can also think of this, your kind of service in that, in that realm as being, you know, like a PM service, right? Like... If, if you come Absolutely. in and, and, and do that kind of cleaning and that kind of stuff, it's going to probably save them on things like compressors and condensers and all those kind of things that are so expensive. Um, yep. And trust me, I know from having to replace them for so often. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it just it just seems like a bit of a no-brainer, so that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, and and look, I've, I've seen um, cold rooms that haven't been looked after mm. and those, if, if that, you know, if that build-up gets on the back of that coil... Um, it starts to rust mm. really prematurely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely does affect the, the long-term performance of that equipment. Yes. Um, and, and definitely, as you say, it has to be an investment in preventative maintenance, mm. not wait until something actually goes wrong and, and you know, then dealing with the, the fallout from that. 100%. Um, we were talking just before the podcast about um, about technology and like there's been so much front-of-house technology, which is... Um, <laughs> which is unbelievable now, um, you know, QR yeah. menus at table, um, digital screens, um, <laughs> automization of other things. And then, you know, the back of house systems, um, especially around food safety, is just not come up to that standard yet. And, and the, hospitality, yeah. the hospitality industry is notorious for not taking on technology quickly as other industries do. Like... Yeah. Why do you think food safety is sort of an afterthought for some of the brands that, you know, you come into or you see? Um, I guess it's not so much that it's an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the staff, you know, they do their training. They know how important food safety is. And Mm -hmm. it's certainly one of those areas where, you know, you can't just let let it slip. Um, If something hasn't been stored safely temperature-wise, you've got issues of cross-contamination and allergies. Mm. So it's not just a matter of someone might get a little bit sick these days. Yes. It's a really can be a fatal mistake if something does go wrong. Absolutely. Um, So I guess everyone that works in the industry is doing their best to maintain the food safety. Mm -hmm. And I I guess it becomes a habit of this is how we do it to make food safe, you know. The food's got to be kept under five degrees. We've got to use this chopping board for this product. We use these products to clean and sanitise these areas. We get the pest control done and all of that sort of thing. So I guess it's just that we're used to doing it this way and we don't have time to go out and find a better way to do it. Mm. I think that's what it is. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of a, we've always done it this way. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes, yes. Um, but if you're not and, if you're not caring about it at all, you know, like if you if you if you're not taking your temperatures <laughs> and those kind of things, like it's it's 
Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be around, around for long if you're not taking your food safety seriously. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. What's, um, when you... And, and I think what you... Mm. S- sorry, what you... You go. Um, what you were saying before about people investing in technology for front of house, it's not just front of house, but I always seem to see back of house kitchens get left to last. The amount of times I go to a venue where they go, oh, we're going to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on this place. Mm. And out the front, the carpet's replaced, the tables, everything's going into menu design and making it look pretty out front. And I go back two years later and they're still working out of the same kitchen, the same equipment, the cold, same cold rooms. Mm. So I don't know, for some reason, back of house always seems to be the last area to get attention. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I'm not – I wish I knew why that was, Trinity, because it is <laughs> it is the back of house that really makes the money and it's really it's, – it's that consistency in product that yeah. is integral, right, to make the front of house look good. And right. um, and food safety is such a critical a critical part of that. And I think with so many different elements in venues around temperature control and like you know there is so much refrigeration now in you know in venues. It just seems um, it seems like the first thing you should think about. You know, maybe not maybe not the last thing you should think about because it is obviously an important requirement, right? Yeah, for sure, and. Certainly, you know, making sure that that refrigeration is operating, you know, as efficiently as possible. Um, you know, it might even be trimming the temperatures on your freezer by two or three degrees, which can save you, you know, a significant amount in your energy cost. But if you're only looking at that that dial or that number, you know, once or twice, two or three times a day, mm. you don't have the full picture of what's actually going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, by, by having data... Um, I always say the more data you have, the, the better you can manage your business. And I guess that's what it, what it's about for businesses these days is being smart with um, using technology to, to give them the information they need to be, to be as lean and smart as possible. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, is it a challenge when you approach sort of new clients to bring them over to this, to this new technology? Like what are, the, some of the, um, what are some of the sort of things that they find a bit challenging? I guess they think, you know, we've got the staff there and, um, you know, whether they're, you know, making a salad or, um, you know, marinating meats or whatever they're doing, um, cleaning or recording temperatures, mm. it's all just part of the daily job. You know, that's that's what you're paid to do. You come in here, you do A, B, C, D, E every day. Yes. One of those jobs is recording the temperatures. Mm. But the problem with that is, you know, uh, there is a time factor involved in it. Someone's got to go and pick up the chart, find the pen, run around, do the temperatures, put it all back. Um, someone's got to file that. And the amount of times I go into venues and go, okay, well, show me your charts. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, they're up to date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, show me, show me. And, you know, I, I, I had a hotel, you know, 12 months ago. And I said to the chef, okay, come on, show me. And when he pulled out his chart, he was absolutely horrified because no one had done it for about four days. Wow. He went storming out of the office and, you know, through the book at them, but mm. it's it's one of those things where there's so much that's going on, um, and everyone's focused on the food that little jobs like that fall by the wayside. Yes, um, but those little jobs can really get you in big trouble if you know if it's time for an inspection or the audit it comes in. Mm. Um, it can be a major non-compliance. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, and okay. council's getting even more strict, right? Like they're getting – it's really, really important. It's more like there are a lot of venues around Australia. Like they, they have to be really, really strict about the food that's actually going out and how safe it is. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, people are eating out more and more nowadays. Um, so you just you just can't drop the ball on that. And I guess like an, another another thing that I often talk to business owners about is business, business interruption. Mm. I have literally had seen three venues this week. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, we're not open today. The cold room broke down. Wow. Um, and not sure. Yeah, hopefully we'll be open tomorrow. <laughs> Um, maybe it might be the next day. So you've got the food waste, um, you've got the business interruption, and, you know, if, if your regulars come in for their coffee or, you know, their, their eggs benning mm. and you're not up in the morning and they go down the road and the cafe down the road's got, a you know, a different type of bread or a nicer bacon or something, you know, the risk of you not seeing that customer again, you only Pretty get high. one shot at it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. There's so much competition out there. So mm. just... So many reasons mm. to, to protect your business. Where does um? So I imagine you put, with regards with the technology, the wireless technology. I imagine you put sensors inside of the fridges and freezers and that kind of stuff, and that data sort of goes somewhere. Um, where whereabouts does it go? Just so people understand. Yeah, so I guess it's that whole cloud technology and internet of things mm-hmm. that everyone talks about these days. So you know, each so we can do fridges, freezers dishwashers, bain-maries, so it's hot and cold temperatures. Um, So, yeah, the the equipment, generally most equipment takes a reading sort of about every 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and then that reports to a central device which uploads it to the cloud, Mm -hmm. and the the websites then analyse the data Mm -hmm. and and look at what your requirements for that are because different different businesses will have different operating requirements. Yep. for fridges and freezers and whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know it says, well, is is this is this equipment at the right temperature? And if not, what do I do about it? And that's when you can start getting SNS mm-hmm. um, and email notifications. You can have apps on your phone or, or in the kitchen. Yep. Um, so you know, there's there's a multi-layered um, set of protection there, just so that you get warnings in time to do something about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's really exciting. This technology has obviously been around for a little bit now, but it's um yeah. it's really exciting to you know to actually be rolled out. It just seems so much like a like a no brainer. So I think I hope that people um um take it on board as they think about restructuring their business. Um, I've got two more questions before I let you go. Um, sure. the first one is like so when you when you go into a venue that they become a new client, you've got sensors in their fridges and freezers. You've done a You've done a clean out of their walk-ins. Um, you've set up for success. Like, what are the what are the couple of things that you tell them to do um, to make sure that it is going to be successful, and you only see them, you know, every six or twelve months, and not, you know, a reoccurrence and maybe another couple of months um, to clean out again. Um, yeah, well, there's a lot of things that people can do to make sure that the refrigeration's um, running efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone that they're really great and that's PVC strip curtains yes. um, to say help with your temperature control as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they also reduce some of that dust and stuff that comes in. Um, the way they stock their cold room, how many times they're going in and out of the, their cold room, all those things can help um, keep the cold room cleaner mm-hmm. and colder for longer and, and maintain that energy efficiency. 
but but usually, you know, sort of once we've cleaned a cauldron or, or once we've put the equipment in, it's pretty much set and forget. Yes. Um, until probably, you know, if the worst case happens and, you know, someone does lose, you know, the equipment loses power or something breaks down or a door's open, you get that notification. Yes. Um, well, that's when it's, you know, action stations and we all jump in and, and make sure that we, you know, don't lose more food than what we have to. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very much as if, um, you know, the service you're providing is like an insurance policy, right? Like it's actually, um, oh, it's actually really cool. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. I actually had a customer like just a month ago, I put some sensors in his bakery. Oh, yeah. And, yep. And... The very week after that I put these sensors in, one of his staff members unplugged the bench freezer. She's worked there for 10 years, never touched this PowerPoint before, but decided to slice the veggies over on that bench. And then at 8 o'clock that night, he started getting notifications that your freezer's, your freezer's getting hot. So within a week, this yes. thing saved, you know, totally saved his, his skin and... Um, you know, that's exactly why I put it in because he was worried about losing stock out of that freezer. So he's going to have a great Christmas. He said, I'll be able to sleep at night. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> such a cool thing. I remember from being, um, so I'm an ex-baker as well, Trinity, um, yeah. and I've owned a, couple of, owned a couple of bakeries and having like flour and fridge and freezers con- uh, compressors do not mix. And um, no. having... <laughs> Having to, you know, get up on a ladder um, every week and brush those, you know, compressors out and condensers out to make sure they didn't, um, you know, they tried to keep the right temperature was so, so important. So, um, oh, God, just gives me chills just thinking about it right now because I've had so many breakdown. Um, my <laughs> last my last question to you before I let you go is um, yeah. I know it's been a really challenging time for everyone who's who's um, in the industry, but especially those who are service in the industry, um, because suppliers, are, you know, sometimes you know have have not had a voice or not had an open voice during this discussion as we talk about the hospitality industry. So I wondered if you had something that you are really looking forward to in twenty twenty one. Look, I'm I'm just getting looking forward to getting back out there and and talking to people again. You mm-hmm. know, having conversations. Um, at the moment, it's just really difficult to reach out into the industry because I know how hard they've been doing it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just um, I'm looking forward to having those conversations with people who want to, you know, start the year on the right foot, um, you know, improve the efficiencies in the way they're doing, protect their, their business and their livelihood. Mm. And I just really want to help them. Uh, I'm sure they, they want to see you as soon as they possibly can and I'm sure that... Um, I'm sure that you'll be helping a lot of people into 2021 and beyond. So thanks so much for being on the podcast, Trinity. What is the best way that people could find out more about Envirochill? Um, well, you can find us very easily on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, just Envirochill. Um, and you've got all my contact details mm-hmm. there. We also have the website, just www.envirochill.com.au. Um yeah, so I'd love to hear from anyone anytime. Always open to having a conversation. It's it's not always a sales conversation. Mm-hmm. It's you know, happy to help and share any advice on what I've learned over the years on how people can, you know, operate more efficiently in their business. Yeah, and with over fifteen years in the industry, uh, I know that a lot of people are going to hit you up after this podcast. Hey, um, I hope so. That'd be lovely. <laughs> Trinity Bond from Envirochill, thank you so much for your time. Awesome, Sean. Thank you.
right, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that episode of the Open Pantry podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Now, as I was hinting at the start of the podcast, we were talking about Restoke, which is a fantastic back-of-house automation platform based here in Melbourne. Uh, Just fantastic piece of tech that's been developed uh, last year. It's all about automating and delegating procedures and compliance, ordering uh, ordering and inventory management, prep runs, all those things at the back of the house which we don't love to talk about, but we know as hospitality owners that are so, so critical to make sure that our venues run successfully. And on top of that, it has a live food costing system, which is just fantastic. I've seen it in person. Now, it's all about giving you the time to actually run your business much more effectively and see all these things live in your business when you're not there. So I know that's going to be really critically important as we rebuild this industry. Now, for the Open Pantry listeners, you're actually able to get one month free subscription on top of a normal 14 days trial. So that's about six weeks to use this platform and figure out if you actually like it. I know you actually will. So all you have to do is go to restoke.ai slash the open pantry. So that's R-E-S-T-O-K-E dot A-I slash the open pantry. Super easy. Check it out. Uh, You'll see everything you need to know about the platform itself. Uh, I know you're going to love it. Uh, And let me know what you think as well. Like uh, uh, this is a fantastic product. I don't talk about products very much on the show and uh, and these guys are just uh, amazing what they're doing right now. So that's why I want to support them. So check it out and see what you think and uh, I'll talk to you on the next podcast.